You're listening to The Self-Worth Edit, the podcast inspiring South Asian women and beyond to quit playing small and start trusting the power and wisdom within. Join me, Noshin, on Mondays as I share insightful conversations, tips for healthier ways of thinking, and lessons in healing our relationships with ourselves. Thanks for tuning in to The Self-Worth Edit. Here we go. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The Self-Worth Edit. It's another scorchingly hot July day here in Chicago, which means it's perfect weather for me to be inside, sitting at my kitchen table, which doubles as my workspace, recording this episode for you. It has been a day of podcast fun. I just wrapped up two interviews, the first two interviews, Um, Yes, that's right. We'll have guests on soon in upcoming episodes, so stay tuned for that. Before we get into the topic at hand today, I have one thing to share and one request to make. I'll start with a share. I want to let you know if you're not already following me on Instagram, it's at the self-worth edit. You're missing out on some video content. Every other week, when it's an off week for a new podcast episode, I'm sharing a 5-10 to minute video on topics like how to hack, what will people say, and what to do when love, usually from our parents, takes the form of worry. Those are the first two videos. They're up right now on Instagram. The handle again is at the self-worth edit. So same name as the podcast, easy enough. Next, my request. If you are enjoying this podcast, please consider leaving a rating or review or both on iTunes. Even if you're not listening to this on iTunes, that is the place to leave your ratings and reviews. If you're short on time, giving it a quick rating, preferably five stars, is enough. If you have time and feel compelled to say a few words in a review, please do that as well. I will read them. So in addition to emailing me or sending me a DM on Instagram, writing a review is another way to give me some feedback. Plus, when you leave positive ratings and reviews, that's another way that helps more people discover the show and helps the show grow. So if you think what I'm saying is of value and should get in front of more people, please take the time to leave a rating and review. And I'll see if I can include a link in the show notes to make this easier for you to do. I'll also put a link to the Instagram account there to make it easy for you to pop over. All right, friends, let's get into today's topic. What happens when we hide our truth? More importantly, what happens when we hide our pain? So what I'll get into in this episode are what are the side effects of us hiding our truth or our pain from others and oftentimes from ourselves. So this is something that I definitely have done in the past. I have painted over my own truth with pictures and messages that were the opposite of it. And to give some context for those who don't know, or as a reminder, I also run a travel blog and an Instagram account called globe gazers, and I'm generally pretty active there. So at times, not only was I hiding my truth, and you know, I don't believe that you have to expose every single part of your life to everyone, but I was actively doing the opposite, right? I was minimizing my truth and my pain and painting over it with picture-perfect images. And in a lot of ways, I was hiding 
the real truths and my true pain from myself and even my close family and friends. So in addition to doing that from the world and my followers, and again, you don't have to share every single detail of your life with everyone, but there is harm in in hiding your pain and sitting on your truth and keeping it all to yourself. And that's what I'll get into in this. We're also open about sharing the good pieces of our lives, what we deem to be the successes of our lives. And we tend to downplay our failures, our weaknesses, our mistakes, and our sorrows. We think it says something about us, about our place in the world, our level of success and belonging. But like I said, I've learned there are dangers to hiding that truth that we feel. And When I was in my last relationship and got engaged and then got married, I very much was doing this. I was hiding my truth and instead posting what I'm supposed to be posting, posting what I'm supposed to be feeling as someone who's gotten engaged and is planning a wedding and is marrying the person. So what are these dangers of hiding our truth and our pain? The first is we ourselves are likely in denial. So if we're feeling miserable, hurt, unhappy, but are outwardly focused on projecting that we are happy, fulfilled, at peace, in a sense, we're lying to ourselves. We're telling not only everyone else, but also our own brains, our own bodies, hey, look at all this great stuff happening for you. You should be feeling good and right. You have nothing to worry about. Look at all these positive things you have going on in your life. We ignore what might be hiding underneath and we focus on only what appears good. Now to some, that might at surface level sound healthy. Like, hey, yeah, I need to focus on the positive. Why should I dwell on the negative? And yeah, in some cases in your life, in many cases, it's good to have that positive outlook. I am all for a positive outlook. But not when you're painting over truth true pain and unhappiness rather than addressing it head on. And so what might happen when we hide our truth is disconnection from ourself. And it might perpetuate a bad for us situation. And it would mean that we're settling for surface level picture perfect joy, rather than true joy, rather than true fulfillment, settling for a false life, a half life. How do we know the difference? How do we know when it's a time to reframe and think positive versus when we should be addressing a source of pain or unease? Part of this lies in getting in touch with your body and being able to recognize when there's discomfort or unease in your body. You know, in episode two, our conversation about toxic guilt, I talked about how our emotions are there Our feelings are there to teach us something, to warn us, to guide us. So if we're hiding from our truth, we're ignoring a lesson that our inner knowing is trying to teach us, trying to wake us up to. So that is one big negative side effect of hiding our truth is that we might be hiding it from ourselves and missing key information we need to create truly good lives for ourselves not just lives that look good on paper or on Instagram. You can't heal what you aren't aware of, what you're ignoring or turning away from. So the solution is taking some time to get silent with yourself, to reflect, 
to feel into your body. A part of you will know something is up, right? If you find yourself getting really resistant to this idea of being with yourself in silence, really letting all your thoughts come up, really feeling your feelings and being in your body quietly by yourself. If you feel the urge to stay busy, watch something, ignore yourself, ignore journaling, that's when you most need to get quiet with yourself and let whatever needs to surface come up so you can address it. You know, I I don't know how many of you are into the Enneagram. I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point. It's I'm I'm very into all of those different personality measures. I'm a six, by the way. But recently I was having a conversation about the Enneagram profiles with my co-brother-in-law, which side note, I had to look up what I'm supposed to refer to him as. So my my brother-in-laws, so my sister's husband's brother is apparently my co-brother-in-law, if I'm remembering that correctly. I looked that up the other day. So just so that I could say to you who that was, and now I've gotten into this explanation, is it helpful? I don't know. Tangents happen. (laughs) So anyway, we were talking about the Enneagram and the way, you know, he's reading this book and the way to get connected with each of the types, no matter what type you are, the way to truly like lean into and become the healthier version of your type for all of them was a version of getting quiet with yourself and being still and engaging in silence. Like they were all variations of silent solitude. There's something to that. You know, there are a lot of schools of thought about that. But in general, if you notice that you're constantly keeping yourself busy, or if you are posting something beautiful to Instagram, that something inside of you is gnawing at you that maybe it's not the full picture of your life or if you're having a conversation with a friend and you're saying something but you're feeling something else like those are all opportunities and invitations to explore but a lot of times we just ignore them and we push them to the side because they're uncomfortable so what i'm asking you to do is notice that catch yourself doing that and then when you have time Try to get silent with it. Try to journal it out and have some self-honesty, okay? Another side effect of hiding our truth is that we miss out on opportunities for true connection with others. And this can lead us and others to suffer in loneliness. So for example, if I'm suffering and you're also suffering, but we're both hiding that, how do we find each other to support each other? How do we find each other to lean on each other? We don't. And what does that lead to? That leads to us feeling like we're alone in thinking how we think and feeling how we feel. And that might lead us to feeling we are wrong, that there's something wrong with us. I'm the only one who feels this way, something that we should continue to hide. This is not of service to yourself. This is not of service to anyone else. And this is something I had to really remind myself of as I was working to have the courage to start this podcast. Even though I knew that there were other people thinking the way I was, thinking and struggling and possibly needing the support, I was also very afraid that I was just going to be exposing my truth and what if I'm alone and it lands on deaf ears or judgmental ears. But that's the thing, right? This is what's perpetuated in our culture. Our parents, their parents, and so on grow up hiding their truth, fearing each other's judgments in the community and living by that fear. 
And then we all miss out on opportunities to live authentically and freely and happily. So let's not keep perpetuating more of the same. Let's be the ones who shift that by voicing our truths, including our pain. I also say this because when I was in the depths of my despair, suffering silently, it was the courage of someone in my network who openly shared her story about her divorce and what she'd been going through in silence for years. She, she shared hers on Facebook. Definitely not the path you have to take, but I say that because it was her sharing that publicly that gave me someone else to connect with. I then felt comfortable reaching out to her and discussing with her some of what I was going through and feeling that I had been carrying by myself for a while. And had she not, had she not put herself out there to be vulnerable, truly, who knows how much longer I would have continued to suffer in silence, feeling alone. I'm so thankful to her for having the courage to share her truth, her messy, hard, ugly truth, honestly, because it gave me the courage to share mine. And it allowed me to reconnect with someone in my network who I really admire and who I had previously lost touch with. So this leads me into the third piece or the third effect. When we hide our individual truth, we perpetuate the hiding of everyone else's authentic selves. You know, when one of us shows up as our true selves, we give permission to those around us to also be their true selves. But if I were to keep showing up and pretending that everything in my life was wonderful and pretending that I was always happy and that I felt no pain and everything in my life was so picture perfect, who's going to want to talk to me about their messy truth? Who's going to want to express their pain? By each of us opening up about our true, good, bad, and ugly experiences in this life, we free others from the burden of picture perfectionism. We allow others to be human when we allow ourselves to be human. Think about how good it feels. This is my example for you, okay? So think about how good it feels when you're chatting with a friend and one of you expresses a thought you're having that you're sure you're the only one in the world to think this thing, maybe it's something weird or, you know, who knows, and you're sort of scared and nervous to share it. And when you do share it, your friend replies wide eyed, you too? I thought I was the only one. Has this happened to you? This is what I'm talking about. This is like a smaller version of that. Relive the relief you feel in those moments, the connection you feel in those moments, and recreate them. Fourth, when we are vulnerable and open with admitting our mistakes, sharing our truth, it also allows people to better understand us. This leads also to better relationships. I've learned through feedback that I do this often at work and with my colleagues in grad school. And the way I know this is because inevitably, someone will follow it up by saying something like, thank you for sharing that or I'm told that it helps someone better understand me, or sometimes it helps someone else who is wanting to express the same thing, but feeling nervous to do so. So by me expressing it out loud, it then gives them the courage to say, I also feel this way, or I'm also thinking along those lines. But let me clarify, 
this because we've been talking so far mostly about, you know, very personal truths and pain. You can still have a truth or a pain point to express in a professional setting. They might not be, and they probably usually won't be the same ones. But at work or in another professional setting, maybe it could be anything from someone else's communication style and their tone. It could be the idea at hand. It could be how the decision is being made and you want to ask everyone to pause and regroup. So speaking your truth might look different in a professional setting and probably should to a degree. So that's something to keep in mind. But the thing that remains the same is that you're not just nodding along. You're not pretending you're good with things that you truly at your core deeply are not. Okay. So this open sharing can really be a tool to improve not only your relationship with yourself or with those in your personal life, but also in professional settings. It helps communication be more open and productive. Now, there are also some benefits to not sharing. You get to be selective with your audience. At the end of the day, how much you share and who you share with is completely up to you. You might have certain outlets, certain friends, maybe a therapist who you feel comfortable expressing and working through your pain and truth with. Whereas you might have others with whom sharing your truth might only make you feel like you're burdening them or who you know from your experience that sharing with them won't necessarily get either of you anywhere. So what I'm trying to say is you don't need to go broadcast your pain and your truth to everyone in your life. You don't need to start a podcast. You don't need to post all over Facebook. I mean, by all means, you're welcome to it. It's an available option to you if you believe it will help you feel liberated and will help others. But it's not necessary. And what I'm saying is not that all of our Instagram feeds should now turn into like our raw truth and, you know, the sad lyrics work, you know, like some of those things need to be worked through more productively. What I am encouraging you toward is greater vulnerability. Acknowledgement by you of your situation or truth or true feelings and not falsifying that. So you don't actively have to share, but, but you also don't actively have to pretend that things are wonderful when they're not. And in fact, I'm arguing that you should not pretend that things are wonderful when they are not. I will leave you with this quote by Buddhist monk and author Haman Sunim. Even if it hurts at first, the truth is eventually freeing to both the one who expresses it and the one who hears it. That's all for today, friends. I hope, I hope, I hope you got some sense of courage out of this, some sense of clarity if you've been avoiding yourself and your pain and your truth because it's hard and uncomfortable. I hope this kind of pushes you in the direction to get quiet with yourself and face it and come to terms with it. If you've been putting up a facade somewhere, I hope this gives you some inspiration to tear that down. We'll talk soon. Connect with me on social media in the meantime, or come join the email list. Lots of ways to find me and get a hold of me. Until next time.